0: And welcome to another edition of the streamcast my name is clank and i'm joined by oh such a good name uh, you are joined by dawn dawn oh, Excellent. No. and we're here to wrap up 2021 gaming wise and there have been so many great games out this year there's been resident evil village there's been ratchet and clank Rift the park we've had metroid dread isaac talk to me what kind of games have you been enjoying this
1: year this year's felt like a little bit of a haters to me, you know, because I don't <laughs> think I've played a lot. Um, but I, I did really enjoy watching a Let's Play of Resident Evil 8. Uh, I, I really love watching and not playing horror games. Um, I, why <laughs> Why should I pay money to be scared out of my mind? No, thank you. Um, but someone else to be scared out of their mind. Yeah. Like, and it's got a really great story as well. Um And it's always good seeing uh Redfield just you know come along and just look slightly different but better as each game goes along. Uh I need to know his workout regimen because yes, that's what happened? Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched the uh, Resident Evil film the other day. I think it was Damnation or Vendetta, and he's in it. And I'm like, Nah, mate, you are. That's that's a different person. <laughs> like I don't even I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> Uh but yeah, Resident Evil is really cool. Um oh, I've got a list here. Uh, it's a very small list, but I do have a list. Uh where are you? Um oh there's another game. Um, I actually play it with uh Sean. You know Sean, great guy. Um it's called orcs Must Die 3. It's like a tower defense. I don't even like tower defense games, but I like this one. Uh there's just something fun about like lots of different ways to, to just kill your enemies. Um like I think you can you got like you can throw them into like pits that just grind them into dust basically. Um you can like teleport them back to the entrance so you have to like run back at you again and go through all your traps again. Uh, you can spit acid at them. Um and sometimes when you kill them, like their bones come back to fight for you. There's little like really wacky things you can do in the game. Uh, and I've recently started Pokemon brilliant diamond and i can honestly say that that game is brilliant all right there's some good (laughs) right there it's so good i've only played like 10 minutes of it and i'm absolutely in love with the game is it exactly the same as i remember from when i was a kid yes is it nostalgia that i love maybe but this chibi style of pokemon i was so against it before And I've played it, and I am just in love. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's great to look at. I love having it on my TV and not in handheld mode. Um, And because, like, I think it was the the only Pokemon game that I ever completed to, like, completion, did every single thing in the game. I only played it once. So getting to finally play it again, it just feels so good. Because i played, like, Gen 1 and 2, like, millions of times. Um, Even 3 a couple of times. Uh, And I kind of stopped at 4 and it's just so good like getting my hands on this game again and the pokemon in this game they're so good and i've seen some animations for the game and i absolutely love it like one pokemon Weasel, or its evolution when it uses like a water move it it basically like turns its back on you and shoots out of his butt and i'm thinking that is so disrespectful i love it i'm raising (laughs) it now i have to raise it (laughs) i love the disrespect uh, I, I can't wait to, to continue playing after this pod. Um, Mike, what a game. That's That's my game of the year for this year, for me personally. Um, but what about you? What games have you been playing, Andy? What have you been enjoying? Talk to me.
0: Well, I've been enjoying quite a few games this year. Most of them out this year. So Breath the Part is mm-hmm. just a game that I've loved. And it's so fun. That, for me, has been the best game on the PS5 to just utilize the next-gen capabilities. Mm. The colors are great. There's a 60-second review on our channel. We'll link it somewhere. And I feel it's just a very complete game. Also played Resident Evil Village. Very good game. I understand where you're coming from, Isaac, where you don't want to play these games, but you'd like to watch someone else playing these games and get yes. like that second-hand experience. And I feel this new digital age has... Birthed a new way to consume games because people can make money from, you know, let's plays and streams and all that. So I feel someone is making money off of this. And it is okay to just consume a game just by watching someone play it. But playing it has been a completely different experience. It's been really fun. Will I play it again? No.
1: But But there's DLC. You'll play that, surely. That's nice. (laughs) You know how I feel about DLC. I don't I think it might be free. I don't think it's you have to pay for it again. I might be okay. wrong though. Well,
0: I feel I've got enough out of that game. I've got everything I need to out of it. The main story is great as you said mm-hmm. and visually just a level above previous Resident Evil games. I I can't remember what game it was the other day we watched some old Resident Evil bullet footage. And I just said, I would I would have hated Resident Evil if I played this game. It was like 2.5D or 3D and you're just walking around in this blocks and it looked real janky. It looked oh, terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I would have hated Resident Evil if that was like my introduction. Thankfully, you know, I played an actually good game as my first Resident Evil game. So mm-hmm. really impressed. Played Destruction All-Stars earlier on in the year, which is really fun. I think that was a PS Plus free game really fun not every game needs to be like this 35 hour narrative experience sometimes i just want to break stuff and i think that game really did its job i feel it should get a bit more praise and a bit more attention from the mainstream audience but it did it did what it meant to do it was a really fun experience and that is a game that i'd like to play again and just like switch my brain off
1: sounds like you should do a review on it so it gets that attention yeah i guess i should
0: Well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any games that came out this year that you haven't had the chance to play but would love to play maybe later on in the year or next year or at some point?
1: Oh, there's so many, actually. Um, And I probably won't play any of them until I get a PS5. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, if I'm going to get a game now, I want it to be on the PS5. So I'm taking this time to just clear my backlog I'm not buying anything until I get a PS5. But um, on that note, uh, this is a Switch game. So No More Heroes 3. Uh, I do want to play that at some point. Um, I'm just not sure where I'm going to like squeeze it in. You know when like you've got games, you've got a selection, and you're like, I want to play you, but not right now. And then you've got some games where you're like, I'm playing it now. Like, you, I'm playing it now. Guys, I have to leave work. Yeah. I'm playing it now. Um, yeah. These games I'm gonna mention they're not those games, which is why <laughs> they can wait for a bit. Sorry, I really want to play them, but oh. you just don't have that same pedigree. Um, so normal heroes three, like I really enjoyed playing the first two games. Um and I guess it's just been like so long between the first two games. The first two games came out quite quickly in quick succession, they maybe a year or two between each other. Um, and this game's taken like I think like 10 years to come out. So you know when like I don't know you've kind of let the story go, you've kind of moved on with your life, and then it comes out, you're like, maybe later. Um, yeah. there's Deathloop, uh, I really want to play, it, but I have to play it on the PS5. I don't want to play it, I don't even think it's on the PS4. Um, no, it's then, not. Then again, I could just get an Xbox and wait until next year. It's not going to be an exclusive forever. Um, it's on PC so... right now. Oh, it's on PC too, yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually. Um, no, I, I think. I think my PC can just be, for like, you know, minor edits and whatnot. If I start gaming on this thing, it's probably going to blow up. <laughs> um, uh, there's Kenner, Bridge of Spirits. I think you've got that as well. Have you played it yet? I don't have Kenner. You don't have Kenner? Oh, my bad. Sorry, I don't know why I thought you had it. Uh, I've got Deathloop. you got Deathloop? That's fair enough. Have you played Deathloop yet? Nope. Uh, you're just as bad as me, aren't you? I'm, yeah,
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm just I'm just terrible. The backlog is just getting bigger and bigger. It's becoming a monster
1: right now. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know why we do it. It's like, why am I spending money to buy this game at full price? Maybe I just go out for a nice meal or something and then buy it <laughs> later when I'm actually going to play it. What, what am I doing? Um, There's Far Cry 6. Uh, never actually played a Far Cry game. I do want to step my toe in it because they're great games i know this and i like big open world games with like a really cool narrative and this seems to have a really strong narrative and it's got gustavo from uh breaking bad in it for crying out loud uh i've forgotten his real name and i'm not gonna try and butcher it because i vaguely remember it i'm not gonna try it giancarlo esposito yes
0: if i pronounce that wrong please feel free to crucify crucify me in the comments <laughs>
1: But I think um, that's his name, and he's an amazing actor. And just from like the little snippets I've seen, I oh, the game looks amazing. Like I can't wait. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy because it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like all the films are great. Um, it's gonna have a great soundtrack because it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's expected. Like this is how I know it's a good soundtrack because you can't like stream this raw. You have to go to the setting that says you know like turn off what. Uh, is it DMCA or turn on DMCA? I don't know the technical yeah. terms, whatever, but yeah, um, you got to make it like stream enabled so you know it's gonna have a banging soundtrack. So I I can't wait to play that, but I'll wait, I'll, I'll get myself a nice meal first, wait <laughs> and then play it because I know again, I'm not gonna play it straight away. Um, and then another game called it, it Takes Two, I know nothing about it, but I know it got nominated for like an award, and I've seen uh, Noah and husband from the gaming arc uh they've they've played it and it looked fun um it was like a really nice co-op game that two people can play so yeah they liked it, it must be a good game right mm-hmm. i'd say so yeah they, they have good taste
0: they've also played death loop on their channel oh, and nice. i've really enjoyed watching them play that
1: mm-hmm. love so. that uh, do you have any more games on your list? Oh, is no, that I, think, it? I, think, I think that's it from me. What about yourself? What, uh, what have you missed this year that you need to add oh, into the backlog pile? There's a lot. There's, there's a, lot a lot of lot. games.
0: There's Far Cry 6 is one, but mm-hmm. I really just want the flamethrower. but so can you still get that? I think so.
1: Hmm, okay. Right.
0: Yeah, if, if anyone wants to get me that super <laughs> duper collector's edition so I can get that flamethrower, I'll hang it up on my wall and I appreciate that. Uh, Other than that, I want to play Guardians of the Galaxy like yourself because Marvel have just been hitting it with every film that they've been producing and I don't know how. They've made me care about Guardians of the Galaxy. They made me care about Ant-Man. They made me care about the Eternals. And Shang-Chi, like everything they've made, I've cared about the heroes. They're really good storytellers. And because this game embodies the movie so well, I want Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not that series. It's not that franchise without the you know the old fashioned music. So I really need to play that game soon. Ken of Bridge of Spirits is another one. These are games that we've covered on our website as well, which you can check out the streamcast.co.uk. I really want to play Bridge of Spirits. It just looks really new, vibrant. It's something that the games industry hasn't had in a while, and I just want to play it. Mm. uh their use of colors and textures are just uh second to none and i really want to play this game even if it's just you know it's their first game so it doesn't have to be the finished product it doesn't need to be perfect but i want to appreciate the effort that they've made deathloop is one that i've won thanks to jinx so, I didn't have to buy it, and maybe hey. that's why I haven't played it yet because <laughs> I didn't feel the weight of the money leave my bank account. But I'm going to make time for Deathloop. That's a game I want to play. I probably won't stream it just because I want to um, experience that as a gamer, first and foremost. Yeah. So, you know, I'll find some time to play. It. I will explore and, and figure out the optimum way to kill the eight bastards that I need to. But yeah, Deathloop has got a lot of praise from people who played it, and uh, yeah, I need to join the the hype train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: What do you, uh, if if you had to choose between uh, Kenner Bridge of Spirits or Deathloop, which one are you playing first? Deathloop, really? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? You don't, you don't have to answer so quickly. I'll let you think about it, and you can cross that bridge of spirits when you get to it. That wasn't terrible
0: (laughs) thank you but yeah definitely it will be definitely i I think they've got positive representation in that game Mm -hmm. not the best use of representation in my opinion i'm harsh i feel i'm grumpy and i feel (sighs) it feels dated the representation does feel a bit dated The, the voice actors they've got they are brilliant but it does feel like I'm stuck in the 80s and I don't know if that's intended or not. It, it feels like a, like a black James Bond film and like prime James Bonds are like Thunderball and you know, you only live twice. Not like it's not been modernized and I don't know if that is what we need as mm-hmm. black gamers. Mm-hmm. I think
1: because I you- can't Go on. no, no go on. I'll let you finish. Sorry. Uh, I can't
0: identify right now what it's missing but I feel that it is missing something. Mm-hmm. Cuz if we compare this to like the great games of you know 2018 or you know even further back we are still talking about Horizon Zero Dawn and we are still talking about God of War we are still talking about Marvel's Spider-Man. Yeah. We're still talking about Ghost of Tsushima and we're not talking about Deathloop even though it's been you know a couple of months. So mm. Yes, it's a good game, maybe even great, but has it reached the echelon of "you need to play this"? If you have a games console, you need this on your console. Has it? I don't know.
1: Can't answer that. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, what I will say is, I don't, I don't think all games can be winners. If if it is a good game, then I think, I think that's probably enough. Um, good game, you know, some yeah, good representation. I like that. Uh, in terms of the whole eighties thing, um, is it a case where it's it's, it's an 80s thing, and because it's 80s thing, there's always going to be that air of, you know, can't fully enjoy it because of, you know, racial problems that plague that time? Or is it just a case of you don't like the 80s uh, motif? So
0: I think what I picked up is the mannerisms and the way that cult speaks mm-hmm. is in a way that is something I'd associate to a 70s or 80s film. So, like, a black guy from Austin Powers, that kind of franchise, that's the feeling I got from when Colt was speaking.
1: Uh, Is there a little bit of black exploitation you're feeling? Right? I
0: don't think there's enough for me to call it that, but, like, there is something where... Does a black guy actually speak like that? Like, do you know the answer to that question? (laughs) Because I know the answer to that question. And, you know... Yes, I think that's where my issue is. It's it's all good putting more uh, black faces and black people on you know the front covers and in your games. But are they modernized? Are they 3D? I I don't know. That's something I need to answer. I can only fully answer with playing the game.
1: Yeah, we need to play the game first and foremost. Um, but I think at the same time, like I think anytime you introduce a a black character. Into a time period that you know resembles or relates to what we have in real life, you always be plagued with those issues, uh, which is why things like God of War and Horizon Zero don't work so well because they're they're outside or far removed from like our history. Um, so I think that's it's probably always going to be a problem. I don't know if it's a good or bad problem. Um, from what the way you've described it it doesn't sound like a good problem um but i think it's always going to be something that's there it's like you either ignore it and just make it completely detached and i guess you have like a, a a a view on a black person that doesn't have the negative connotations as the view a black person would get in the 80s and you make a game with that kind of protag but based in the 80s or you you keep it you know close to the 80s and have that slight element of black it's it's a really tough one to do um and honestly i think the only way to get around that is to do things like you know what spider-man did like that's a modern game so you just had you know regular old miles morales doing miles morales things um i think a good way to you know maybe combat that would just i don't know just have uh, I was going to say, like, Django, but I'm thinking back on it, and, like, I don't know if Django was the perfect film or it had problems in it. I watched it when I was younger, and I thought it was cool that it was blowing shit up, but I think if I watched it again, I might, like, see it differently. Anyways, my point is, I think there's always going to be slight issues when you, you know, have a black person in a game in historical settings. I think that's always going to be an issue, and I guess it's just the way you handle it. Um... And like, don't don't like. I think don't. I think just don't even like address it to an ex. Like, add- it's a hard thing to say. Like, you know when. Like, go about it, handle it the right way, keep it moving. Don't go about it and make a song and dance with it, because I think that would be a problem. Like, just yeah. just keep it moving. Like, let's say you're you're a white character in a racist era, but you but you're just you know doing your your thing. Like, I don't know, you see, like, some racist shit happening. I don't know, maybe, like, kill someone. Keep it moving. Like, whatever. Maybe, as harsh as this sounds, like, like keep moving because you would either have to, like, destroy an entire cartel and that's not really the game. So, like, you notice it. Oh, this is wrong. The character says something about it. And maybe later on, there's, there's a level where, like, you meet that same slaver and then you're like, oh, shit, I can, I can just kill him off. Kill him. Like, don't make the game about that, if that makes sense. It's such a fine line. And honestly, I'm okay if people just, like, left it alone as like, a game. I think this is something that has to be tackled like, in real life and not in games. Um, yeah. And if it is tackled in games, it should be done, like, tastefully, but it shouldn't be the main focus of the game. It is happening, sure, you're in that world, but that's not your focus. Unless you're going to make a game about, I don't know, killing, like, Nazis or something. And I guess Wolfenstein did that. Um but, yeah, it's a fine line. Um, that's, that was a long tangent, but I, I think I see what you mean about Deathloop. And when I play, I, I don't know I'll make my own decisions, but, yeah, I think it's a fine line. So that's a very on-defense answer, but, yeah, it's a fine line. <laughs> it's a fine line.
0: Well, yes, it is a fine line. And, you know, Deathloop is one of those games that people have been clamoring for this year. We finally got it this year. But it's up against some very serious competition. So if we look at the candidates for the Game Awards Game of the Year, we see that we've got It Takes Two up there as well. Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. There are some serious contenders there for Game of the Year. Isaac, I know that your personal Game of the Year, Brilliant Diamond, is not there, but what would you... Award game of the year out of the six games
1: that are up for the award. You know you know when you just have to throw the vote out because the system is corrupt? <laughs> the fact that Brilliant Diamond is not on that list is an absolute travesty, okay? And I don't think it missed the cutoff. Because the cutoff's like, oh wait, did it miss the cutoff? It might have. Do you know what I'll allow it then? I'll allow it. I'll I'll bring my rage next year if it's not there. Um actually do you know what? But no Elden ring is coming out next year, so like it's it's a it's yeah, a moot point. Yeah, it's like sorry Pokemon, there's no for you. Um but uh I th- I've heard of all these games. Um haven't played any of these games. Uh so my opinion on this is a little bit moot, but if you went to any of them, um do you know what I'm gonna sit on the fence about this one. If any of those won those, then <laughs> good for the studio. Well done, and oh, I'm happy dear. for the fans. I'm fully sitting on that. I don't have I don't have a stake in this because I haven't played Deathloop yet. Uh, it takes two is not a like a game because I don't live with like anyone, and I don't know if you can play it like like online. You probably can. I guess it seems like a local play, but I it hasn't been on my radar. Um, Dread is just not a game I play. Psycho have never been interested in and Ratchet and Clank, I'm waiting to get a PS5, but that's not going to sell me the PS5. I just, I just yeah. don't have a stake in this, you know? So I am going to delegate my vote to you. You'll be voting for both of us, Andy. Thank uh, you for okay. your service. Uh, what, yeah, what is either. our game of the year this year? <laughs> what, 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 are, what are we saying? Go on.
0: Well... I would like to start by saying I think this is a very interesting year for games because while we have quite a lot of strong contenders, there haven't really there really been that one or maybe a couple of games that have caused an uproar in the fan base that, you know, people are rabid and willing to fight and argue online over it. Like I would take you back to 2018 or even 2020, where we had God of War and Resident Redemption 2. And we had the last of us part two and goes to Tsushima where we had two fan bases warring and fully in their ideology and belief that their game was the game of the year. We don't really have that this year. We have a ton of good games and oh, I don't know. It's, it's a very different vibe. And I think whichever game wins game of the year deserves it. And I'm not going to be annoyed either way, but I think for me, I would see, and this might be a bit weird, I think Deathloop should probably win Game of the Year. It's not my... Okay, I'll reword that. I think Deathloop will win Game of the Year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it will win. My personal choice would actually be Rift Apart. I mean, I think I've only played two games from that list, so my opinion is just not the most informed, but I don't think I can give Game of the Year to a game I haven't played. I I have to rank it out of the games I actually have played. Rift Apart is glorious. Resident Evil Village is a very successful game. And I don't think we've seen Resident Evil pick up a Game of the Year award. This game was a very good effort by the team. Capcom have made a very successful list of games. And, you know, you can look at the Monster Hunter franchise. You can look at Resident Evil. And... You know, their, their games are very good. Resident Evil Village, I mean, we've got a streak. I don't know if it's still up for consumption, but we streamed it this year on our Twitch Streamcast TV, and it was very enjoyable. Lady Dometresque, that was this year. This year has been so long, and yeah. it was a very good game. I think Rift Apart does the most right out of all of those games on that list, innovates, accessibility, I think it touches on a lot of issues that people do feel, especially because we've been you know locked indoors for eighteen plus months. so you know social anxieties are there. Ratchet and rivet are worried about meeting each other for the first time, and that was very uh interestingly <laughs> that would be worth that that story was interestingly told. There's enough there for adults to get sucked into. There's enough there for kids to get sucked into. I think it does, you know, everything right for the family market. And for me, it's just the best game that I've played this year from a game that's actually come out this year. I think that a lot of really good games have been delayed till next year. And that's a conversation that we hope to get onto later. But for me, the game of the year is Rift Apart. It probably won't win it because certain games win Game of the Year, and I feel that it's clear what I mean by certain games win Game of the Year. Uh But yeah, I mean,
1: no, no, no. Feel free to explain. Uh, I don't know what you well,
0: mean. Well. <laughs> Single-player experiences win Game of the Year. Games that are expensive win Game of the Year. You know, Mm -hmm. games that have been fronted by a big developer team and a big publisher team win Game of the Year. Games that have garnered a lot of attention throughout the year win Game of the Year. And that's why you don't see certain games up here, even though mechanically maybe they should be up there. Games that are indie don't win Game of the Year. Games that are multiplayer. Outer Wilds won it at some point, didn't it? Uh they won the Back the Games best game. Uh, okay. But they didn't win okay. the game awards. Fair, and fair. We're, we're talking about this award ceremony specifically. Alright, you got uh, me. You got me. Last year, last of us two won it. The year before Sekiro won it. The year before God of War won it. The year before Breath of the Wild won it. So it's you can see the trend there in what kind of games win Game of the Year. Multiplayer mm-hmm. games don't really win that. And fair. you know, I think. Because a certain game is of a certain genre or is, is catered to a certain market, they just won't win. Mm. This isn't a, a, you know, a call for discrimination or oppression or anything. It's just an observation that I feel is there. And, you know, maybe you won't agree with this? That's fine. Don't really care. But that's why, that's the way I see it. And I think because of that, the only real contenders are Deathloop. And, uh... Okay. Deathloop, Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village. I think those are like the real contenders.
1: I think Metroid Dread could be a contender. The Metroid fans really ate that up. It's it's placated them until the next Metroid game. I would like to see it win it. I don't think it will. Mm. Oh, I, just, I just want. I just, I just want. I don't know if it's me just being difficult, but I just want. I don't want you to write about this. I want a game that you don't think. <laughs> will win. You know, what? I want it takes two to win. I would like that. To Hell, happen. Psychonauts 2. <laughs> I want Psychonauts 2 to win Game of the Year. I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> I have no emotional attachment to any of these games. And I, I have, I'm not trying to slander any studio or any game. Um, I'm sure they're all great in their own way. I just don't have anything to them. And, you know, that. that's maybe freeing in a way. I think whatever game wins it, wins it. But I... I do think that certain games win Game of the Year.
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's I'd love to mean. be proved
0: wrong. I'd love to be mm-hmm. proven wrong. Um, it Takes Two is great, but would it win Game of the Year? I don't see it. Hey. Metroid Dread is a game that I'd love to play next year. Metroid Dread, I'd love to play it. And, you know, a part of me wants that to win Game of the Year. I think it's just a game hasn't really gripped me the way that God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and the last Us yeah. 2 we have and few games ever will yeah. and I think there's just a very small Venn diagram of the game that grips you. So um, I mean, they can't I, all be like yeah. that. Like they some games are just be, gonna yeah. be
1: good. You know, yeah, there's have nothing some, like, wrong with that either. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say though, I genuinely think it's it takes two could do it, and do you know why? Because it only takes two just get rid of him
0: okay uh so <laughs> it's gonna be a solo show from here on out um <laughs>
1: <laughs> terrible for, for those of you listening uh and kicked me out of the uh room so i was, I was gone for a bit for me i think
0: definitely will win it who do you think will get, win game of the year? So, this is a different question. So, I feel like you might be able to answer this one. Not which is your favorite.
1: Which do you think will
0: win game of the year? This is a prediction.
1: Oh, is this to me? This the is audience. to you, Isaac. Oh,
0: yeah. uh... uh, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Yeah, why not? I will be secretly very happy if they win, but. <laughs> <laughs> So now to the listeners and the viewers, who do you think will win Game of the Year? And who is your personal favourite? What is your personal favourite game that you've played this year? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter and Instagram, Streamcast underscore. So earlier I did mention a lot of games being delayed and pushed back and pushed back. Some of those games have been pushed back so much that they're coming out in 2022. So Isaac, out of all the games that we currently know that are released or set for release in 2022... Which of those games is your favorite? Elden Ring, hands Ooh. down. Elden Ring, I not Forbidden Get West.
1: It. Nope. Not Ragnarok. Nope. Damn. I want Elden Ring. And why is that? Well, Forbidden. Oh, do you know what? Horizon Zero Dawn by itself. Like, do you know when? You know when you're, you're hungry, yeah, and you're eating food, and like you have this meal, and you're like, oh, do you know what? I'm I'm full. I'm I'm not satisfied. I'm full, and, and I feel really good. Like I'm. I, you know i don't even want dessert I'm, I'm happy well no i do want dessert actually i'm gonna have to, that was the uh the dlc for horizon zero dawn i got my dessert i had a full meal um if horizon zero dawn didn't have a sequel i'd be absolutely fine with that but like, yeah okay like i think for right. that that game's gonna be like an entirely new thing by itself they did tease something at the end of the first game but it was a small tease like for the most part I've gotten everything like I can out of that game. Like I finished my meal and I'm very satisfied. I'm very full. Uh, with God of War, again, like when I played the first game, I I felt very full as well. You know, like we didn't get to see Jotunheim, but again, that's fine. And they did tease Thor and everything, but you know what? I had some really great boss fights. Like a lot of them were repeated, but the fight with, uh, all the Balder fights, great fights, and Modi, absolutely loved it. Um, There were more fights than that, right? Uh,
0: you had the dragon.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Valkyries. Yes, the Valkyries. Thank you. I was like, how did I forget the Valkyries? Uh, yeah, you had the Valkyries. Amazing. Uh, and even, like, the combat system. Like, it, it was just a really refreshing take of God of War that just blew me away. And I, I just feel very satisfied. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but with Elden Ring now, here's the thing. I absolutely love all the lore that goes behind the games that Miyazaki makes. Um, with Horizon Zero Dawn, it's not really, like, lore. It's it's more you picking up the pieces of a forgotten world. Um, I really mm. live in that world. I well, I Like, you know, we're humans. We, we destroy the world. We're actually on course to do that <laughs> now anyways. So that game is very uh, accurate. Um, okay. You've got, you know, God of War. Here's the thing, right? It is based on Norse mythology. So while I don't know what's going to happen in the next game, I loosely have an idea of what to expect. Like, so I'm excited, but it's just a game that I know is going to come out and I'm going to really love it. Elden Ring, however, I absolutely love the stories that Miyazaki and this team are from put together. You play Dark Souls 1 and you, you can like, go through it and absolutely hate the game. But when you like take the time to you know read every item description like go through the game with a fine tooth comb maybe play it again and you find something you missed the first time or you could do what i did and watch a youtuber talk about you know all the stories and how everything fits together that's so much easier and quicker um there is a massive world like in this game there's so much happening there's so many little nuances like for a time uh it was thought that i think the nameless king in dark souls 3 was the son of gwyn and i don't know if that's been debunked or not but, you know, Gwyn had a son that was exiled and stripped of all his powers and rank and whatnot. And if that is the nameless thing, that's really cool. That's a nice thing to have. Um, you've got the painted world of Ariamis, which was an original world that Miyazaki made. And it just didn't fit into Dark Souls. We didn't want to get rid of it. So we turned it into this painted world. And in the games, painted world's like... The remnants basically there's the boss at the end called priscilla the half-breed and it's clear that she's part human part dragon how did that happen chances are it was probably Seath that had you know something to do with it because Seath the dragon would steal maidens um and he'd perform experiments on them and turn them into different creatures which are the creatures you see at the bottom of his dwelling now it, like if you if you're at Seath's um castle and you You're in that prison and you're working your way through. You might not, like, think anything about these maidens. You might just go about your merry way. But here's the thing, right? There are, like, I don't know, 14 of them and they all attack you apart from two in the corner. And these maidens are crying because they haven't been fully turned yet. They were clearly um, priestesses because when you do kill them, there's a drop of, like, um, a miracle spell, which the the priests have. And there's so much world building in this. It's ridiculous. That's only the first game. Um, and I haven't played two or three, but I'm dying to get my hands in. Well, maybe not two. I want to play three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I played Sekiro. And as thankfully... Uh, that was a game that i could just consume and enjoy by myself that haven't look at any guides or anything because there is a bit more of a linear story but my goodness the combat in that game was absolutely riveting it was delicious it was everything i could ask for and more in a game it was a game that says do you know what here are some tools all right and your progress in this game depends on how good you are at this game there's no cheese there's no gimmicks i mean it's a game where humans will find cheese and gimmicks but when you play the game for the first time there's none of that it's you get in the nicest possible way and not in a toxic way you get good there's a skill check his name is ganichiro all right you get to ganichiro when you beat ganichiro you're a better player and the game will still be hard but you realize oh i can do this i can do that like he teaches you core fundamentals of the game and if you don't know them hey you going to have a bad time, and you will have a bad time until you land them and you beat him, and oh my god, he's such a good boss, and here's the thing, right, sorry, I'm fanboying over this game, but I have to get this out here, like, you beat Genichiro, and then you get to a place later on in the game, um, Genichiro's like, teacher is from this place, and when you get there, they have a very similar fighting style to Genichiro, they use some of the same moves and techniques as Genichiro, and it's like, it really does, like, even though you never meet his his teacher, because they've passed, like you get to see where it all came from like Genitra's teachings and whatnot um and this place explores more of the game and why you you resurrect twice um and I'm just like the the lore that goes into these games it's beautiful and Elden Ring is the biggest out of all of these games the map is humongous there's so much to do it's going to be side quests it's going to be npcs and what i normally hate about big games is obviously you've got the main story and you've got the side quests and i love just doing side quests and getting the main story but with this elden ring i feel like all the side stories are going to be important to like build the world and tell you about what's going on and really you know flesh out the game you're playing and i don't get that from a lot of other games side quests feel like they're they're a fun thing to do, but they don't all come together and interconnect like the worlds of Dark Souls does. So Elden Ring, oh I can't wait for it. And, and combat. Combat. Oh my god, it looks so good. It looks so good. Like there's an item and you bite into it, I think, and you blow up and you take some damage, but your enemies take more damage. So it's like it's like self-destruct from Pokemon, but done, right? Um, you've got like <laughs> you've got summons that you can bring in and they help you in a fight. Um when you, you can jump now. I think this is the first Dark Souls yeah. game where yeah, you can actually you can just... jump properly. Yeah, it's a dedicated jump, button. that's so good. And you get so many iframes, you can just jump and hit someone and like you won't get hit. Like no longer will you have to roll like constantly to get you can just jump <laughs> instead. And here's the thing: when you jump, you get better powers. So, like your your R2 attack, when you do a jump and you do an R2, um, it's 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 a different attack that will have you know a certain property to it uh your weapons now um i think the r2 and the l2 do something completely different now you can change certain skills in certain weapons uh you've got a horse now you can do horseback racing like there's in the tutorial level there's a ridiculous boss that will just one shot you have to run away from it otherwise you'll take like maybe like on 30 minutes to kill it you have to come back later i love that i love it when Ooh. games do that yeah they okay just... You know they just throw bastards in there, and like, you're not, you're not, you're not meant to fight this guy. Come back later, and you have to swallow your pride, and you're like, "I'll be back." But you <laughs> remember them. I love that. Um I've said a lot of nothing in the past five minutes, but Elden Ring is the game I'm waiting to play. Elden Ring is gonna that has sold me the PS5. I'm gonna buy a PS5. Really? I'm put, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm waiting for Elden Ring. I'm not gonna get a PS5 and just not having Elden Ring um oh i need to plan some time off work actually because i know <laughs> <laughs> i need to plan that um yeah release day no i mean you know i might take the week off you know because uh i get i get a decent uh holiday at my, at my workplace anyways that is unrelated yes <laughs> elden ring i must have it i must i must know what the elden ring is um yeah i can't wait i absolutely cannot wait What about yourself? I've talked long enough. What are your thoughts on Elden Ring, or what are you excited for next year?
0: The short answer is God of War Ragnarok. Everyone knows this. Everyone can predict this. Come on! Don't care how you feel. That's the game I'm most excited for. I'm going to get into that later. Mm -hmm. There are so many games I'm excited for that come out next year. Elden Ring, as you quite beautifully put it, I'm so excited for it. So excited for it. And the Souls series of games, I think, means a different thing to me than it does to you and it does to everyone else. For me, the Souls game is is like a test. It's like a really difficult test. I've said before, like, the, the story and the lore doesn't really grip me like it does uh, the average person. And, you know, that's fine. I'm interested in the story of the Elden Ring because of George R.R. R. Martin. I know what he's worked on in the past, and I need to see his influence in this game. I think I can already see it in the colours and certain things. You've mentioned the horse. We needed the horse in this game. I think oh, it's... Yeah. This game signifies a different era in the Souls franchise, and I think that's very important. It's very easy for a franchise to keep churning out the same stuff, churning out the same stuff, and then you either become stale or you die off. And this is a franchise that knows when to switch it up. That's why we got Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It's why we got Bloodborne. It's why we're getting Elden Ring. And it just retains enough of the spirit of the Souls franchise that you know it's Souls. You know you're going to hate this game. You know you're going (laughs) to die a lot. But then it's different enough that you need this experience. It's why, Isaac, you don't need to play Dark Souls 2 because Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3 are different enough. And they give you enough of the gist of the story that you can play those games and move on dark souls 2 uh, yeah that's that's whatever it's the middle child but elden ring i'm so excited for the horse can jump the horse can double jump and i you know my feelings on the double jump are torn i'm mixed on it but I'm going to take advantage of it. (laughs) I think the double jump is going to be very important. Jumping with the horse is going to be very important. I can't wait to find out everything. Uh, I mean, I know you're someone who loves their cheese when it comes to games. I'm I'm here or there. You do love your cheese. You do love your cheese. As
1: much as I love the cheese, all right. Cheese has taught me that. Like skill is also very important too, but some bosses should be skilled. Skilled should be cheesed. For example, the one in number one, um, uh, ceaseless discharge. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not fighting properly. What's
0: that? anyone named ceaseless discharge <laughs> deserves to die, and I don't care how. I don't care if you cheat code it. Don't care. Don't care. Shit boss name. Shit boss. But, Elden Ring. <laughs> It looks like a really good game. Um, of course, Backstabs are going to be back. I cannot wait to just immerse myself in that world. And I don't know what's going to happen, you know, life-wise, but I'm playing that game. And I know I need to. Yeah. But that isn't the game I'm most excited for coming out in 22. Horizon Forbidden West is a game that I'm very excited for. I think it's it just goes to show how much PlayStation are looking to dominate. Because they're comfy right now. Mm. They have made, they've gained a lot of market share and they've gone out and made a new IP in Horizon Zero Dawn. And the fact that they're willing to like double down and give Guerrilla Games what they need to make a new game, I'm happy for it. I'm here for it. I still need to play Horizon Zero Dawn, (laughs) but we'll get to that. I will get to that. I will get to that. There are so many games that are coming out. Seafood is a game I really want to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, I don't know whether that becomes a contender for Game of the Year next year. But, you know, it's, as we said earlier, games are allowed to just be good. And I can't wait to play Seafood. It just reminds me of Jet Li so much. Like, that Kung Fu style of movie. Uh I can't wait to play it, immerse myself in it, just beat people up with my bare hands and maybe pick up a weapon. Mm-hmm. I am really intrigued about the age factor. Yeah. You get weaker, your health bar becomes Smaller, but you get stronger, essentially. Wait, does your health bar shrink as well? I thought you just got older. I thought it was just the visual visual thing. Apparently, your health bar decreases.
1: Uh-huh. So interesting. Yeah,
0: very interesting. I can't wait to just... I feel like they're giving us more information, but there's still not enough to piece the game together. So mm. I can't wait to find out more. And I think the only real way you, you find out about the game is by playing it. So I can't wait to play it. But it's got to be God of War Ragnarok for me. And, I mean, what haven't I said about this game? (laughs) I am very excited for this game because it is a continuation of the best story in gaming for my money. This is a game with a story that's just beautifully told. And Atreus is growing. He's going to be going through puberty, So... He's going to have angst and he's developing his powers. He doesn't really know who he is. We know who he is. People who have bred up on the books <laughs> or the <laughs> original source, we know who Loki is. And for me, it's more, how are we going to get to there from where we are? Because I think that's interesting in itself because we know how the Norse mythology tales go. We know Thor is going to be a thorn in our side. We know we're going to meet uh, Tyr. Which is very interesting to me because I didn't think mm-hmm. we would. Mm-hmm. Angaboda is going to be in the game. Some good representation there. I think that's an issue that we are going to have to conquer at some point uh, head-on, and it's going to be a very unsightly conversation. Uh, our favorite studios aren't doing enough for Black people in terms of like telling their stories, but uh, that's a conversation for another time. I cannot wait to see what new tricks that we get in the combat system because for me, that was a very good combat system. And a hard game is one thing, but I think a game that challenges you is different. And I think God of War is a game that challenges you. It's fair. It's not an unfair game that, you know, abuses uh, uh, frames or, you know, certain moves. I think that's a game that is like, here's an empty canvas and paint your picture. Do whatever you want. If you want, you could just draw stickman. If you know how to utilize that, do it. You know, you can just uh spam R1. If you know what you're doing, you can probably get through the game. But there's like so many different things you can use, like the environment, you can use the runic attacks, switch up the runic attacks for different enemies. The axe is more effective against more certain enemies, the uh chains, the blades, I should say, are effective against other enemies. And the triggers is so important in the combat in the first game that at the start it, you're like, oh, I don't really want to use him. I don't really need to use him. He doesn't really add anything. But by the end of the game, he's had so much flavor that you're using him. You're just chaining combos, and he's there. I think God of War had a perfect synergy between gameplay and story, and I that's why, for me, it's the best. Like, Creators and Atreus relationship just grows, as does the gameplay and it's almost seamless that like you don't even notice it until the end. And you look back at the beginning and you're like, rah, what's going on here? Like mm-hmm. from a father who didn't know how to approach his son and a son that resented his father to, you know, now they're drinking wine together and, and they're beating up boulder together. And it's smooth. I can't wait to see where they go next. Because I think, mean, as, as you said, Horizon Zero Dawn for you was a meal. God of War was a meal. And for me, I agree, they were meals. But guess what? You get hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Again, for me, I don't just need one meal. I'm going to be hungry again. You know, I'm going to need dinner. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need dinner again the next day. So I am completely happy with God of War Ragnarok being a thing, being a game. And for me, that's why it's the most anticipated game for me. I can't wait to see Odin because we still don't know what he looks like we could tell from you know the actor he's going to be portraying him what roughly he's going to look like but we haven't seen him in the flesh in the game yet and there's just going to be a lot to uncover i think there's a lot of questions that hopefully we get answers to i i'm intrigued with where they go after this because i'm convinced that they're gonna just try and continue making god of war games and it is a very tight rope because at the start, they you could tell that Santa Monica didn't really know what they wanted to do after God of War 3 because they came up with Ascension. But now they've got this game, 2018, and they've got Ragnarok. I think the uh the passion's back, the desire is back. They want to be the best studio on the planet and you know, you could you could go the Assassin's Creed route and, you know, just keep churning out games and, you know, you hit different mythologies and you hit different nations and territories. But I think they want to do something a little bit different. I do think we get to see the other gods that were referenced in God of War. I do think we're going to go to Egypt. I do think we're going to go to Japan. I do think we're going to uh, visit some Celtic gods. and I can't
1: wait for it. I can't wait. His thing, though, If we if we do, though... Do you think it's gonna be a case where the torch gets passed to Atreus? Because here's the thing, right? The game is called God of War, not Kratos of War. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like in this next game, we're gonna get control of Kratos. That he's 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 too tall now to just be a a press square character. He's he's kind of he's growing up now. Um, do you think they're going to try and pass on the torch to Atreus? Especially in the lore, Kratos is going to die. So, if we're going to explore yeah. the apologies.
0: That is a very interesting point. We, It's implied. We don't know what that means because it's just true. carvings.
1: It's implied, yeah. I mean, the others came true.
0: I feel that Kratos is the one that's going to live forever out of the two of them. I feel like he's just going to... Because essentially he's been cursed
1: mm-hmm. and
0: this is why I love the lore of God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, Athena has cursed Kratos to just live forever with his yeah. mistake. Yeah, He can't die. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I get the feeling that Kratos is going to leave his son and and start again. I don't just know be, how. New Wanderer or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love for Atreus to become the new God of War. I would love for them to take that route but I don't know if they're going to be that uh, daring, to be honest, because there are a lot of people who associate the God of War franchise with Kratos and will probably drop it if he's no longer the face.
1: Mm.
0: But uh, there is not a wrong answer. There's a wrong execution. But, like, you can have a successful franchise with Atreus being the new God of War. But at the same time, I don't know if that's something that he wants for himself. Mm -hmm because if we compare this to Dragon Ball, we had Goku, who was the warmonger. He loved fighting, and then you had Gohan, who at one point was stronger than him, but he, it was never him. It was never in his MO to, like, fight and beat people up, and that wasn't what he wanted. And I think we are seeing something similar here, because Kratos, he doesn't know anything else. Mm. Like, he is, like, old-school Spartan. They threw him off a cliff, and if he didn't come back, he wasn't good enough. And Atreus isn't really that. He's very learned. He's in educa- he's educated, he's intelligent and uh, I don't know I would like to see them test the waters but I, I don't know how you do that like they have to stick with a decision they have to go either if a traitor's going forward or they have to go with Kratos I don't know where they go I don't, I don't know yeah. like from the carving my, inter- my interpretation of that is Kratos dies and becomes the world serpent but it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, there's,
1: there's. Yeah, don't know about that one.
0: Yeah, I don't think that happens. I don't, I don't think it happens. I don't think that carbon comes true.
1: Mm. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, only one way to find out. We just gotta continue anticipating, and when it comes out, take some days off.
0: Yeah well let us know in the comments or on twitter and instagram streamcast underscore what game you are most excited for coming out in 2022 uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram streamcast underscore follow us on twitch streamcast tv we just hit 300 followers that was great so help us as we aim to get 400 but you can subscribe to us on youtube youtube youtube.com forward slash streamcast if you're watching this on YouTube give us a thumbs up and subscribe set the bell to all so you get every video as soon as it goes live like Isaac's video on God of War when he talks about the stranger and he's going to cover other uh, gods in the mythology as
1: well Isaac would you like to talk a little bit about Baldur it can be like 10 seconds if you want uh yeah why not um i think when i played this game for the first time i didn't know too much about Norse mythology so i didn't know he was uh, he was Baldur um I thought he was uh, I, I thought he was low-key actually, because he just came along, just started causing problems. Um and like Baldur's normally known as Baldur's Beloved, and I did not love this man in the slightest. He came to my house, all right, and he punched <laughs> a hole in the roof. And now, spoiler alert, now he's dead. So he who's gonna fix that hole in my roof. Um, but I digress. Uh, Baldur's a really cool god. Um, in the myths, he like he's just invulnerable to, to everything apart from mistletoe. Uh, but in the game, they've like they've kind of spun that a little bit to, to make him this twisted villain. So they've taken his invulnerability and basically just turned him into a, a sociopath because he doesn't, you can't feel or empathize anymore. And I thought that was that was really cool. Um, so yeah, they they created quite a, a deep character. Um, and yeah, if you want to know more about him, uh, yeah, check out the video. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's very good. You should check it out definitely we'll put a link in the description or on the screen or something i really like how the god of war series you know it's based off of mythology but they change stuff so it's not just you're reading the old tales mm-hmm. they've just turned boulder up to 11 um i really like that and the, the way you touched on that in the video I, I really appreciate that it was a really good find like boulder flipping you off <laughs> that was really,
1: <laughs> that was really cool uh, thanks um yeah that's I found that really hilarious. The first time I uh, saw that, I actually saw that when I was researching for the video. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, nice! Might do some more digging and see what Santa Monica left in their games. Yeah, I feel like they've put a lot of Easter eggs in that game that people still haven't found
0: out. So, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what they what they do in their their new game in the
1: next yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I just find it funny that, you know how, like, in the old game, like, Atreus would, like, climb on Kratos' back to get hoisted up, or if he's climbing a mountain, like, he jumps on Kratos' back. Like, Atreus is, you know, teenager. Like, he's, yep. he's had his growth spurt and whatnot. Like, I wonder how they're going to traverse together. Will Atreus climb alongside you? Will he just climb up faster than you? Because I feel like he's probably more nimble than Kratos. Um, and, like, you know, be like, carry up old man. Or Probably won't say that. I think he's got more respect for than that um we just want to see i want to see what the new dynamic looks like when you play the game because you're right it is a really nice blend between them growing as people as father and son and gameplay growing as well so like you know just to see how they traverse now i'm pretty interested in that and their conversations with Mimir are probably going to be a lot better now because mimi doesn't really have to hold back anymore because trace is basically an adult now so it'd be nice to see you know that interaction. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Elden Ring, it'd, it'd be up there. Guild of War would be like top game, but you know, it's, it's just slightly below Elden Ring. Ever so. It's good.
0: It's given us you know different things to talk about, and yeah, I know that you really love Sekiro, so I think.
1: Oh, Sekiro. <laughs> so cool.
0: I think yeah, I think it makes sense for uh for us to like slightly different games for different reasons, just a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to to just see how that's going to play out. As I said before, the the gameplay reflected the story, and the story reflected the gameplay was a perfect marriage, so I think Atreus will probably just climb on his own and probably lead the way. And I can't wait to have more Mimir, because he was so good. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I was going to say, I genuinely, you know, I'm starting to think that God of all Ragnarok is going to be about Atreus outgrowing Kratos. I genuinely feel that's what it's going to be about. Because you're right, Kratos is a, is a warrior, and eventually he's going to teach Atreus everything he knows. And Kratos is not a landed man like Atreus. Like Atreus is going to go off to uni with angraboda <laughs> and you know, just do some cool things. He's going to come back home. And he's going to be like, no, it's just not the same, Dad. I'm in space. And they'll still see each other, you know, maybe every other weekend, or you know, family reunions when they go to, you know, Jotunheim to you know, meet up at the <laughs> mountain, and look at the ashes, of Fae, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a story about Atreus outgrowing Kratos, and then Kratos like we'll just become a wanderer, like we touched on earlier, we'll just walk away. But like, you don't need to be any son, you don't need him anymore, but Atreus, and he will walk away. And I think that's, I think that's how it ends. Huh. I, I genuinely think that's how they're going to do it. That's how this is going to play good out. theory.
0: Yeah. I just got a thought. Is Anger going to give birth to, like, the
1: World Serpent or something? Oh, I think they're going to slightly change it. Or the World they Serpent. They would have to, right? Yeah. Also, if Anger oh. did give birth, there'd have to be some kind of time skip within oh, the game.
0: so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're going to have to talk about this. Oh, <laughs> the pod after the pod that sounds good uh, thank you for watching and or listening to this podcast make sure you take care of your loved ones stay safe and we'll see you on the next streamcast bye